girls, geeks and gets. It's time to double your pleasure and double your fun. Let's get ready for Geeksters! And welcome to episode 196, part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Well, here it is, folks. <laughs> yes, part 2. Part 2, where we start off by... I talk Pokemon Go. Yes, you do. I kind of—it's more of a of a review slash instructional kind of thing, <laughs> rather than uh, any of my experiences. Um, I talk about a couple couple things I, I, I bumped into, um, <laughs> literally because I was too busy looking at my phone. I bumped into a wall. I bumped into a door. All I was fell off a treadmill, <laughs> laughing so <I> hard. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All for Rattata. <laughs> anyway, um, let me get to the news. I mean, and that's what more can you ask for? Pokemon and then the news. Yeah. You know, and then when we come back, we're going to have a bonus article. Um, you'll find out what that's about when uh, you listen to this episode. We yeah. tease it at the end. Yeah, there. yeah. So uh, that might get a little heavy, so just be prepared. So <laughs> sit back, relax, and get the laughs in while you can, folks, because... Uh, I don't know if the end is going to be funny. I don't know if it's going to be a laugh minute or if it's going to be serious. I just don't know yet. <laughs> we never know until we start doing until it. Until I start talking. <laughs> so uh, sit back, relax, and we'll see you at the end. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. So uh, welcome back to the show. And um, just <laughs> I'm just going through the iPad here. I'm just doing like, Right there, you go. All right, probably the ending song kind of thing. Um, so, Ed, um, you have a video game review, don't you? Don't you? I want to actually very rarely do we talk about apps. Yeah, but I feel like this one's kind of important. Okay, because this one is is, is changing the world. <laughs> it's a phenomenon. I can uh, tell you that. Yes, it is. Uh, Pokemon Go. Yes. Uh, <laughs> This game is an app you can download from iTunes or the Google Store, yeah, the right? Google Play Store, right. yeah. Now, um, let's. I want to try to see something here real quick. I'm trying to find a Wikipedia page for Pokemon because I want to know exactly when it when it first originated. Okay. You know, so or why don't you do that while I talk about it? Since uh, I am okay, I. I'm a middle-aged man, Ed. Yes. If people haven't noticed already. Um, I'm a gamer. But when Pokemon first came out, um, you know what? Put down Pokemon, like the first series one, I guess. Maybe try. See when that started. I want to say 96 or 97. I want to say. I could be wrong. But when Pokemon first started back in... Uh, well, it says uh, Pocket Monsters Red and Green started in 1996, the original work of uh, Pokemon. Okay, all right, right, 1996. So let's start there. Okay. I was 26 years old. Okay. At 26 years old, the only the only Pokeballs I had were my own. <laughs> and I was trying to catch other things that little monsters around the street. Right? <laughs> all right, so my Pokeballs were busy. You weren't really <laughs> – no, you weren't really trying to catch anything with your Pokeballs. That's, really tra- that's true. It was – you didn't want to catch anything. Yes. You know, like Krabby. Yeah, I had a brief <laughs> case of that once. But, you know, <laughs> outside of that, my Pokeballs were kind of clean. Yes. You know? 
So I'm not really going, I got to catch you. you. Hmm. I mean, I was doing that a lot, but, you know, I wasn't really catching anything. You know? (laughs) Um, Or if they were, they were temporarily. (laughs) So the whole collectible card thing, I was, in my early 20s for me, it was magic. Magic the Gathering. gathering, right. And then, like, everything else, eventually you kind of, you know, it goes by the wayside because something else comes along or... You mature or you, you know, you, your likes go to another thing. Mm-hmm. So the whole Pokemon phenomenon at, that were hit, that was hitting in the early, late 90s, early 2000, yeah. was never part of. I didn't have any of the Nintendo. I didn't have Game Boy. I didn't have Game Boy Advance. I didn't have any of the handheld Nintendo stuff, which is where the Pokemon games live and reside, mm-hmm. in Nintendo stuff. So everyone, while I, and also the cards, I wasn't really a big card collector, Outside of the games that I was playing, I thought Magic was more sophisticated. You know, it, it was it was Dungeons and Dragons or Magic the Gathering because it's mature content. Yes, Pokemon is like, oh look, here's a little animated creature with a name I can't pronounce. <laughs> I really don't want it. Yes, but Pokemon is such a phenomenon. Dorrance from that point on, that I could say Pikachu. You'd know who I'm talking about. Yeah. I could say Jigglypuff. You would know who that is. Uh, Squirtle. You would know who those guys are. Yes. Um, You know, so you're like, excuse me. You're like, you didn't say Charizard. Like, okay, I just did. So there you have Um, So What about Piplop? (laughs) So now you're, oh, see, I don't know Piplop. Who's Piplop? He's a water pocky Pokemon. Okay. (laughs) The only reason I know this is because I have a nephew at a very, well, actually my niece too, when she was young would collect these cards and and so it was like finding these characters or 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 uh, I remember <clears throat> particularly one e- one uh, going down to the Jersey Shore in, in the Wildwood and they had these games you know you throw darts and pop a balloon and you pop so many you get a prize and they all had pokemon stuffed animals and my nephew was really young i think it was like 4 or 5 at the time yeah. and he wanted those characters so i ended up playing these games until i got those characters for him I could have just probably go, yeah, buddy. Here's like twenty bucks. Give me a couple. Probably. Or was it like the one, the the old carny trick? Like, hey, you gotta knock all the bottles off the table, but there's one bottle glued to the table. You know, or you have to pop the balloons. You have to get the right one. You know. So anyway, so you have a a long history of Pokemon being in cards and in video games. Tell a very successful television show that I never got into because it was the Japanese anime type stuff that I never really gravitated towards unless it was more mature. Mm. This was like, I, oh, get your Pokemon, you know, <laughs> pinka pinka. <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of episodes and I was like, all right, it's, it's I, I get it. Not yeah. for me. Right. Move on. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, I think it was, or maybe earlier last year. Or, I don't know. At some point, it was an April Fool's joke mm-hmm. where there were, you know, it was Google. They they said this Pokemon Go thing where you get to capture real Pokemon, uh, augmented reality type kind of game where you go out and you catch Pokemons. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that is fucking so awesome. And then people were scouring the Internet trying to find out when the release date was. And then it came out. It was an April Fool's joke. Yeah. Everyone instantly went, oh. But somebody was like, there was a lot of interest. Maybe we should do it. Right. You know, so lo and behold, this past week, Pokemon Go has entered the consciousness of America. Yes. Well, the world, actually. Like, Australia, the whole globe is playing this game. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's a free game mm. for the most part. <laughs> and we'll get to that. Okay. Um, 
And the concept is really simple. You start off, you pick one of three Pokemons. Then I, But I found a hack for those people who don't know. If you want to start over again, but most people don't. You could have had Pinkachu as your first character if you ignored the three characters that you had at the beginning four times and walk away from your starting point from where you were at, at one point. Like, yeah. When I started the game, I think I was at work. So if I would have went home and ignored the three Pokemon that were offered to me, mm. I would have gotten Pikachu. And I was like, well, son of a bitch, now I kind of want to start over again because Pikachu is one of my favorites. If I had to choose a favorite. Because he, I recognize him. Yes. You know? Okay. And then after that, out of the three that I had, I picked Char- the, the Charmander because he I know him. Yeah. I know he goes in the Charizard and Squirtle. If I... I probably would have enjoyed saying Squirtle more than, you know, hey, look, I got a Squirter. You know, kind of, <laughs> I try to find some adult spin to this. Yes. I mean, and the concept really is you walk up and then you have your app. You walk around and all of a sudden, you know, bing, here's, an, here's a, a thing, you know, a Pokemon. Right. So you hit the character on the screen and all of a sudden you can turn this augmented reality off, but kind of the joy of it is actually having it in front of you like you look through your phone and there oh my god there's we'll use Pikachu for this from now on like, right, as an example as an example oh my god there's Pikachu and then you have the option to take a picture of him so you see you know you see Pikachu in the real world mm. either sitting on your counter or in your bed or wherever you spot him and then you know you, you can take a picture if you want to you don't have to but then you put your finger on on the phone by the bottom of your phone and a Pokeball comes up mm. and then you have to Proceed to flick the ball to <laughs> catch your Pokemon. You're, you're pretty good at this, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, not really. Because uh, you get you get a certain amount of Pokeballs, right? And I did not know this. This is again because I am not I am new to the whole Pokemon thing. Yeah, I didn't know that once you throw a ball, if you catch the Pokemon, you keep the Pokemon. But if you miss that Pokemon, you lose that ball. I thought that it would be like like imagine if you will, Ed. You had like a tin of tennis balls. Yeah. And you throw it at something. And on the 10th try, you actually hit your target. You still should have nine balls laying around the ground that you should be able to pick up. Right. Not so much. If you throw a Pokeball and you miss, it's gone. (laughs) So you kind of got to be like good right off the bat. Like you kind (laughs) of want to be a one shot win kind of thing. I did not know that. And I tend to have, I found this when any video game that I play where you need a stroke involved or a toss. I it's going to sound again. You get that. I have a stroke a, away. There. I have kind of a natural curve. <laughs> <laughs> that whenever I play like a Tiger Woods, yeah. I always seem to kind of hook it to the to the right a little. <laughs> so I adjust my sights correctly yes. before I take my swing. So that seems to apply. Well, you take your stroke. <laughs> so that seems to apply with my thumb flicking abilities as well. Oh I, yeah, there I it is. I tend to have a natural curve to that as well, which is good and bad. Good because if I hit the Pokemon, I get a curveball bonus and experience points. Mm. But bad because I might barely, if I'm if I'm going straight and it does that curve, I might miss my Pokemon by centimeters. Yeah, you know, you're like son of a bitch. You know, and you try to compensate, but then you want to overcompensate. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. You know, so you kind of walk through. You could walk and just eventually stumble across Pokemons, um, and and snag. Now they don't. They're not just. They're not just visual. They're not just on the map. Mm. You kind of have to search them out. You got to go hunting. Yes. 
And sometimes you see like a little like there's a tracker on your thing that you can hit and it'll tell you what Pokemons are in the area. And there are their relative distance from where you're standing mm. in in the form of footprints. And the the more footprints, the further away it is from you. And the, the if you have like one footprint, it's close by. You just circle around the yeah, just kind of rummage around like the area. You're walking around the area, the area a little bit, and it should eventually pop up. If it's three, you kind of have to use like um, you have to use the tracking devices. Okay, I'm going to go start walking this way, and if it doesn't, if it changes to two, you're going the right way. But if it doesn't change and it goes up again, you're like walking away. Yeah, you got to turn around and then find like the median and then make either a left or a right. Very scientific, Ed. You know. <laughs> Okay. So the game's like I said, it's a simple game. You flick, you catch the ball, you know, you you train them, you help them evolve from their the, the first form to their final form. Uh-huh. You know, like Charmander turns into Charizard after like two more evolves. But in order to do that, you need to catch a bunch of other Charizards so you can, you know, Char yeah, Charizards or Charmander. I got I have to look at my list now because I have it up here. You might hear some sounds in the background. Yep, there you go. There's my Pokemon. It is Charmander. <laughs> now, so I have to catch more Charmanders to actually, I need 25 Charmander candies to evolve him to his next level. Okay. I only have two Charmander candies. So that means I got to find more Charmanders. Kind of tough to do because, you know, I don't know where he usually hangs out. Because, believe it or not, these Pokemon have their own favorite types of times to be around. You'll find some like I caught a a ghastly, a ghostly kind of guy, ghastly, but I caught him at night by a church. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know he's kind of a ghost-like form. Yeah, I'll probably only be able to find him at night because he's a kind of a ghost. So you've never seen him during the day. Mm. Like if you want Pikachu, if you don't want to do the hack in the beginning of the game, he loves thunderstorms apparently. So I have to wait, hopefully, that maybe one day when there's a decent enough thunderstorm, I can stumble across a Pikachu. I'm just picturing you now out in the rain, thunder lightning over your head. And you're like... Me under an umbrella going, where the fuck is that? Here, Pinka, Pinka, Pinka. Here. Gotcha. You know, whoop. Whoop. You know. So, so there's... Um, let's see. Let me just see how many... This round of Pokemon, yeah, right. There are. I mean, I'm walking the wrong one. Excuse me, you're gonna hear a lot of sounds because I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. There is a uh, hundred and thirty-five, I think, hundred and thirty-four Pokemon. Wow. Okay. Now, out of that hundred and thirty-five, I have caught twenty-three of them. Okay. So, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, when did you start doing this? Um, the seventh. So, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I probably started. All right. Now. Uh, 23 is not bad. Now, that's just 23 individual ones. I can't tell you how many... Uh, <laughs> duplicates? Duplicates I've gotten, because you kind of, like... Um, apparently, I am plagued by um, Pidgey, or Pidgey, whatever the hell his name is. I always keep going Pidgey, and everyone's like, no, you're saying it wrong. It's Pidgey. I'm like, okay. I get him a lot, yeah. you know, but I think it's because I live in a, a you know a city, you know, so pigeons are a natural, you know, their natural habitat almost <laughs> at this point. So I see him a lot. In fact, in my own personal Facebook page, I have a, an album dedicated to the Pokemons I've been catching. Call it 
ain't no party like a Pokemon Go party. <laughs> Just, uh, so I'll take photos of my Pokemons that I have, and some are on the corner of my bed. Some I got caught one today. It was on my computer desk. I, um, got one out in front of work. You know, it's like, hey, look at me. I'm catching Pokemons. <laughs> now, <clears throat> but as every game, it has the potential to be super addicting. Yes. And again, you, and the amount of people that are playing this game, first the servers are kind of are, are shaky at best. Yeah. Because so many people are downloading and playing this game. Um, but there's also microtransactions. Now, microtransactions, for those who don't know, are, are little things that you can buy in shop with using real money. Mm. For example, um, I pulled up the shop. You can buy 100 Poke Coins for 99 cents. Okay. You're like, well, what are Poke Coins? Yeah. Poke Coins you can use to buy items to help you on your hunting. For example, because I suck at throwing Pokeballs, I can buy 20 Pokeballs for 100 gold Poke Coins. Okay. So for 99 cents, I can get 20 balls. Okay. Right? <laughs> now, for 200, for 800 gold, I can get. 200 Pokeballs. Yeah. So that would mean, like, if I wanted to, they have things here. Um, uh, 9.99 is 1,200 Pokecoins. That's okay. 10 bucks. If I wanted to get 200 Pokeballs just to do the 800, because they don't do it in a decent amount, if you, of course, right? Yeah. There's the 100 Pokecoins. There's 550 Pokecoins for, four, for, for 5 bucks. The 1,200 for 10 bucks. 2,500 coins for $20. Okay. 5,200 coins for $40. And then a whopping fourteen thousand five hundred Poke coins for guess how much, Ed? Hundred dollars. Yes, <laughs> hundred bucks. Now, of course, now with that, like here's the things that you can purchase. You can obviously buy Pokeballs. Yeah. You can buy what's called incense. So what incense does is that you start that, and for a half hour, there's this pinkish kind of ring of smoke going around you. It's supposed to help attract Pokemon to you. Okay. All right. Then there is Lucky Eggs, and Lucky Eggs are filled with happiness. Earns double the experience points for 30 minutes. Okay. Because you get experience points, and you use those experience points to level your character up. Now, when you first start off, you're just kind of like a, like a, a noob. So they kind of make it easy to collect Poke, Pokemon. And then when you get to level five, you can join what's called a gym. Yes. Now, at that gym, there's people who run that gym. You can train at that gym. You can assign a Pokemon to that gym. <laughs> like, so in case if everyone jumps in to kind of be like, Hey, hey yo, I, I want to be a Pokemon. Yeah. Hey, yo, Pinka Pinka. <laughs> Grab that spit bucket. Hey, if I can evolve and you can evolve, we can all can evolve. Hey, Pinka Pinka! You look like a spit man. You don't look like a, a Pokemon. A Jigglypuff, Jigglypuff. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you can't win, Jiggly. You watch me. <laughs> you know, new this summer, Pokemon the Fight Club. <laughs> I want you to hit me as hard as you can. <laughs> So now the end, like I said, so then the idea is to be, you know, the boss of the, it's kind of like King of the Hill in a way. Yeah. You have to beat certain many people to be to the boss. And then when you get to the boss, Pokemon, if you beat him, you become the leader of that gym that you then have to defend yourself. Okay. Obviously. Because it's part of the Pokemon is to fight with people. Yes. But everyone really seems to be more interested in the collecting part. And except for a couple of friends of mine, like my friend, Matt, 
he purposely volunteered to travel to New York for work to get Pokemons on the way. Like, because on the map, there's these things called Pokestops, yeah. which are little, like, landmarks that you would find in, um, like, Google Maps. Mm. And then you go there, you have to be in a close proximity. You can't just look at a map and go, oh, there's one, like, three blocks away. Let me hit that one, because it'll say it's too far away. You actually have to travel to that spot. Yeah. So, and then you swipe it, and then it spins, and it drops either Pokemon eggs or, or, or um, Pokeballs or incense or fruit or, you know, like, potions to help heal your Pokemon. Like, tchotchkes. Yeah. Tchotchkes, Ed. Now, you think, okay, that's great. Like, when we came up, we're, like, across the street from Sesame Place. Yes. Sesame Place has got a fuck ton of Poke spots. I'm just letting you guys know that now. We, what, what town are we in? <laughs> we're in Oxford Valley. Okay. Oxford Valley Mall. There's a, there's a what do you call it, a, a Sesame Place. Go there, because there looks like there's, like, 30 fucking Poke spots. <laughs> Which which regenerates every like five or ten minutes, so you could really spend the entire day and get like a gazillion stuff. <laughs> I don't know how well like there. I don't know what kind of Pokemon's live in that area. Yeah, but you've got to figure right now. Somebody there's like a middle aged man walking around going, ah, "I'm gonna get you," and then looking around the phone like pedophile paradise. Yes, like, and then here's. This man is making noises, and he's looking at everyone through his phone. Is he yeah. taking pictures of kids? And then there's uh, there's the lore module, which you put on top of Poke Spots, yeah. which add for like a half hour will attract Pokies, Pokemons to that area. Yeah, you know, and that when you the incense is for your personal collection. The modules, since they work at a Poke Spot, people can gravitate towards that spot to collect. So it's kind of like more of a of a of public kind of incense. Okay. All right. Then there's the bag upgrade for 200, which, you know, gives you more space. The Pokemon storage upgrade, which allows you to store more Pokemon. Uh, then you got the Pokecoins. But so now here's the thing. I have a question. Okay. Jump in any, anytime you want. First, you told me that, that when you started the game, you get 10 Pokeballs. Yes. And then, of course, you lose them. Right. Now, after the, you could use up those 10, then what? Does it do they like the next day? You get 10 more? No, 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 no. You, 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 well, first, when you first start off, you get like 50. Okay. It wasn't like, hey, here's three. You pick one of three characters, and you don't have to. You can, you have to catch him, but it's really like, hey, look, we got Charmander, and we tied him up to this chair, so he ain't gonna move anywhere because you're a fucking noob. Here's your Pokeball, hit him with it, and it's real simple and real easy. Yeah. So you go, yeah, you got up your first Pokemon. You're on yeah. your way. <laughs> now, go hunt Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> like, here's 50. get out. Here's the Here's fifty balls. Go have fun. And then you kind of run around town, and you, you know, like if you're in a decent area, you probably can hit like a dozen, maybe two dozen pokey spots, so you can collect more pokeballs. Like right now, I have, um, let me just see in my items, I have forty six pokeballs. Okay. Now, before we got here, uh, before I picked you up, I had like sixty one. All right. Okay. Now during the time when we were at Wawa on the way in, I caught what four Pokemon. Yeah. So. Really, I should have really. If I was any good, I'd have like fifty-seven balls left. Yeah. No, but I'm wow. Not, I'm impressed you did the bathroom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a first. So I have. So mm. obviously, you can tell I I missed a couple times because I have forty-six balls. Yeah. <laughs> I have thirty-six potions because I have not gone into any fighting, but that helps revive some hit points. There's a revive. I have thirty-two of those, which would help if my Pokemon gets passed out. I can revive them. Mm. 
I got two incenses because incenses are like more of like a hey, you know, it's a really good perk. Mm-hmm. Then you have your pokeballs, you have your camera, you have an egg egg, egg incubator. There's two different styles of egg incubators. Um, there's one that you have an unlimited use because what can happen is when you spin one of those things, you get a pokey egg that you have to incubate. And then when it, but by incubating, you have to do traveling. Yeah. Like the one I'm using now is I have to walk two kilometers or go two kilometers before the thing hatches. Right. Now, it only works by you moving your character along the map. So you kind of have to either walk or if you drive, it, it calculates, but not on a, not on the grand scale. Like you'd think, well, if I hop in the car and I drive like, you know, two kilometers, it should be, yeah, I'm good to go. No, because you got there too fast, and for some reason the system knows that you ran because it'll, it'll have like a running icon. Yeah, and you're like, well, you actually have to walk it. So they kind of expect people to be hitting the ground and you know hoofing feet. Yeah, beating feet on the sidewalk. You know, walking a beat kind of thing. Right. And so, which is doable if you have an area of of like if you have like an area of a lot of hooky spots, obviously. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: uh, trying to make this more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenon because, like I said, my friend opted to go to New York City to, you know, pick up Pokemon along the way, uh-huh. right? Now, I had a co-worker stop by my, my business, bought a $45 Google Play card solely for the purpose of buying stuff because they were going downtown to see what Pokemons they can get downtown. Now, what are you looking at? I'm just figuring out how many miles there are in a, in a kilometer. kilometer. Yeah, okay. so, so every one mile is 1.60, uh, 1.6 kilometers, basically. Okay, so the one I have that's two kilometers, I got to walk two miles. Yes. All right. A mile and a half. Mile, 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 mile and a half. Yeah. All right. That's a lot of fucking walking. Yes. You know, but if you're hitting, like, okay, you probably could walk at least a good five miles in Sesame Place. You're yeah. Going around and around and around, especially if you got kids, a lot of walking and stopping. Yeah. You can kill an entire day there and not really realize how long because people have the petometers, petometers, what mm-hmm. called? you know, you you know, with the Fitbits and stuff, yeah, so yeah. they know how many steps they have and that can convert into miles. So you kind of go, oh, well, today I walked X amount of miles just by living my day. Yeah. So it's possible to you know incubate those, but like I have one that's ten kilometers. Right. So I'm like, how many miles is that, Ed? <laughs> About seven miles, roughly. Uh, well, if uh, nine point six kilometers would be six miles. So. I gotta walk six miles to get that one egg to hatch. Now I don't know what's in that egg. It could be a really good Pokemon. Could be one I already have. But the more, the longer you actually have to walk, the better chances are it's going to be a, a, a good better, one, a yeah, better one. Yeah. Because I got a bunch of twos in there, and I'm hoping that they'll they'll pop ones I don't already have. Because I would hate to have like a hey, here's a guy you already have three of. I'm like, oh. now you want to collect as many as possible because you can transfer them to the professor, mm. and he gives you experience points and the candies that help evolve your Pokemon. So if you get a, if you get a duplicate, you could trade it in and get something in return for it. Okay. All right. So, so I had my coworker got like a 45, her and her boyfriend went downtown to get a, you know, ironically, my other friend who went to New York was also at Rittenhouse square downtown looking for Pokemon. You know, because he wants to be, and he's already hit a bunch of gyms. He's like, he is on his way to become a Pokey Master. <laughs> like, he is determined to become a Pokey Master. Yeah. I'm like, good for you. I'm just, I'm, this is more of a hobby, not a job. You know? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how long this is going to last for you. That's, that's my question. I, well, I don't know either, because here's the funny thing is, I got done work last night. Uh-huh. 
9.30-ish. Okay. I usually, if I get in the car and I drive home, about 20 minutes, maybe 25. Yeah. Took me almost an hour to get home. <laughs> okay. Because I decided, I'm like, let me take a look at the, let me take a look at the map. Oh, there's a couple of pokey spots around there. Let me go have some fun. They go drive out to that spot. They're kind of like, there's like one on Grant and uh, Bustleton where the SPCA place is. Yeah. There's these two murals, one of dogs and one of cats. Both of them are pokey spots. So all I got to do is just make that, hang that left, park, you know, pull off to the side and go swipe, swipe. Hey, look, I got pokeballs and some incense and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and then look around the map and go, okay, well, no, I can either make, you know, I don't want to make a U-turn because I, you really don't want to be. Going across the flow of traffic, obviously. Yes. Because it can be kind of dangerous. Kind of. You know? <laughs> so now you kind of look, plan ahead, and I went, it's like, okay, well, at the Roosevelt Mall, there's two. There's the the po- po- um, post office and Jim Steaks. Yeah. Which I happen to love Jim Steaks, so every time I need a steak, I'm going to hit that fucking Pokemon. It's Poke spot. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, all right. Hey, baby, you want to get some cheesesteaks? Swipe Pokeballs. Boop, 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 boop. You know? <laughs> And then there's like one area across the street at the library. <laughs> the the pokey stops seem to be more like churches, uh, municipal buildings, uh, police stations, um, maybe, and like certain landmarks. Like Jim Stakes is a landmark, you know, yeah. the Roosevelt Mall. And then on the way home, there's a church that I don't like. I don't know how they judge like what considers a poke like a pokey spot or not. But at this church on Castor, it's like I don't know. It's like the Lady of Our Sisters of Mercy, uh, who are. Kids with rulers. I don't know what the official yeah. name is. So there's four in that that block yeah. where the church is. So like last night, I'm like, well, let me know. What, let me go hit. And then not only that, but somebody put one of those modules over there. So I'm like, fuck. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna sit there for a half hour and just collect Pokemon's. Yeah. What the hell? Why not? So I, I pull in and I'm parked and I'm like, okay, la 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 la. All of a sudden, a car pulls up alongside of me, pulls up in front of me, sits there, and I'm like. I wonder if they're, and then I'm like, I get up and I'm like, you know what? Let me go to the next spot. 30 seconds later, same car pulls up in front of me, parks, you know, like, because we're all pulling up to the side to hit the same spots. So there I am, the car in front of me or next to me is doing the exact same thing I'm doing. And then we there, and it's almost like we kind of like maybe eye contact (laughs) and we both did the sup kind of thing. Like, like there I am, a middle aged man in a car going after these poking spots. And there's a guy who looked like he was about like 25 or 30 doing the exact same thing with his girlfriend. Yeah. And I'm just like, (laughs) like, I'm just kind of chuckling, going, holy crap. Like, I, it's the first time I've actually saw this happening. Yeah. Because people are going, oh, well, you know, you can walk and get to interact. And so, like, for like good half hour because i was waiting for that module to die down i just kept going around the block you know in my car while it's running yeah you know just collecting balls and pokeball pokeballs and stuff like that and collecting pokemons yeah but i wasn't the only one like there was not only was that car but there was like another car like across the street you know who i think hit the module because like you have this sonar so like as long as it's in that that area you're fine so for a good like half hour, I'm just going circling the block, hitting you know, hitting the spots, and so is this car next to me, and and then I saw a couple kids run up to there's like a statue of the Virgin Mary. Some kids run up, you know, to hit to swipe there. And when I left, there was like a family, like a little a mom, a dad, and their two kids walk up to the church, looking at all their phones, kind of going, "Oh my god!" Like, and I'm like, "Holy crap!" This is almost like it's like the a fucking pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it was just so wild to see. Yeah. I mean, like, 
I know it sounds really weird, and like if you can't get into it, you can't get into it. But there is something, and it's weird. The world we're living in now, in this past week, especially in America, yeah. has been really rough. Two death by cops, mm. the whole you know uh, sniper shootings in Dallas, mm. a lot of violence, a lot of hatred. But then to see this stupid little app binding people together, and everybody was smiling and talking at work. A, um, a person came in and their phone went off and both me and my coworker were just like, are you playing? Because this guy didn't look like the kind of person that would play. He was like, yeah, I'm playing. We'd had like a 10-minute conversation about you know Pokemon. And I'm a noob, so I did more listening than talking. Yeah. But it, it, was, it's, it was weird. Like It seems to be like with this game that's free for the most part, yeah. unless you want to shell out cash for it, then you can is kind of bringing people together in a way. <laughs> like I like I kind of felt bad that I wasn't going downtown last night with my my old coworker and her boyfriend because I was like I kind of want to go catch pokemon too. Like I you know like I feel like man it sounds like it's going to be fun. <laughs> like and then when I look I mean and not just the fun yeah. like like I haven't been downtown to just walk. I mean I usually when I go downtown it's to go because I'm going to Franklin Institute or the art museum. I don't know what's down there. Like now I'm kind of curious because the map doesn't say like, well, here's this spot over here. Yeah. It's only in a certain, like like a mile radius maybe that of how like Google maps works. So I'm like, I'm kind of curious. Like I'm going to probably going to call her and go, so how'd you make out last night? Yeah. Because now I'm really interested in seeing what kind of pokey spots you had. Like, did you catch anything good? Because, you know, nice night, take a walk downtown. Yeah. You know, you can, you can cover a lot of ground. And with the right, because they were going to buy um, a, a module, pick a nice spot, turn it on, and just collect Pokemon. And just be able to be together as a couple, talk to other people. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they bumped into Matt, you know, yeah. in the same, because he was by around Rittenhouse Square. So you're just like, there's, it feels like, you know, like, a, like a, a nice club to be part of. It's a little silly, I know, but it's really weird. They're already saying that more people are going out more. Yeah. They're they're walking more, so yeah. you're already getting more exercise. You're interacting with like all all the years that your parents are always telling you go outside, go outside. We're playing video games. Now you are, and it's as sociable as fuck because you are going to be standing next to people who are doing the exact same thing you're doing, and you're going to be like, so who do you got? Who do you got? Well, this is what I got. Like this is my gym. What team are you on? Because there's three teams that you can pick from. Yeah, you know the red, the blue, and the red, blue, and yellow. Yeah, I reluctantly joined yellow. And I say reluctantly because since where I work, we're close to a gym, and we were talking about getting our Pokemons up to a point where we could take over that gym. So we wanted to... This is ridiculous. The thing is, like, you know, obviously I'm not playing it. Right. (laughs) But to see the way, like, it's funny. It It just makes you laugh because... We're, we're, we work out three nights a week, and yes. last night we were at the gym. The Friday night we were at the gym. Yeah. And we're walking, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's one. And your, your tongue's sticking <laughs> out, and you're holding your phone as you're walking on the treadmill trying to catch this Pokeball. <laughs> you know, you're shooting the Pokeball. And, like, and it's just like that. The Michael Jordan of Pokemon. My tongue's hanging out. I'm like, uh, 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 oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> and then I got out and went, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He did like, but we got in the car. That was it. The other thing we did, we got in the car, and they, like, as soon as you sat down, you found another Pokemon, and you were like sitting there, like trying to catch it. Yeah, and then you did the thumbs up <laughs> to the phone, looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! <laughs> you know, and uh, where I live, right up the block, there's a gym and two Poke spots. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, you know, like every like when I. If my car is pointed in that direction, because I ain't walking up that far. It's three blocks. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> oh, it's too far. It's too far, man. It's too far. It's too hot. Too far. Three, out there. three blocks up, three blocks back. <laughs> That's six fucking blocks, Ed. I do that workout at the gym. That's a half not, mile right there. Not on my own time. You can incubate twice. <laughs> you can, four times, you can incubate the, <laughs> the eggs. So I figured, like, if I'm, like, when I'm on my way to pick, you know, you pick you up, I usually go up the boulevard so I can just stop there real quick, boop, boop, you know, and then just head on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is this, it's, it's so simple to play, but yet so addicting because it is like, well, who's, who else can I get? Yeah. What else can I get? Like, and since you know certain Pokemon's come out at a certain time of day, it's like, well, maybe I should, you know, do this. And but right. here's okay. <laughs> All right, okay, folks. I think Ed might really bust up on this one. All right. It sucks your battery dry on your phone. I mean, <laughs> it it is a battery killer. Yeah. So you know they tell you there's a battery saver that, and then to turn it on, and then how do you actually activate it is by turning your phone upside down. Okay. You know, so that way it, you know the app is still working. So like, say you are walking. You know, you're not constantly looking at your phone. Yeah. You can actually just kind of walk and your phone will vibrate and you can just flip it out. There's also, too, I didn't mention, a $35 peripheral that you could buy. Okay. Right now, it's it's tough to get a hold of here in the States because it, they only allowed, I think, like 60000 to show up and they're all gone. All right. To kind of give you an idea. It's 35 bucks. What it is, it's a po- Pokemon, a Pokeball, like a flat Pokeball with like a little point. And it sets up Bluetooth to your phone. So whenever you get close to a Pokemon, it'll vibrate. So all you do is hit hit the Pokeball, Mm -hmm. and it'll collect. It'll tell you when you get home whether or not you collect it or not. So you don't. It's safer Mm -hmm. that way. But you can have it on your wrist. You can have it in your pocket. You know. So I'm like, all right. You know what? I I don't know if I'll get that far. You know, (laughs) because I don't know how. I don't. It does seem because I do have a short attention span for certain games like this. So what you're saying is they made two point one million dollars probably in two days. Probably. Less than that, probably. Probably. Yeah. You know I, I mean, not to mention, like I say, I could tell you that, you know, my coworkers shelled that forty five bucks for her uh, there's gotta be a lot of people doing that. The microtransactions. The microtransactions. I mean, because like think about it, it's twenty balls for a buck. All right. I mean, I could buy myself a ten dollar gift card and get, you know, how many balls there, Ed? Quick, a thousand. Uh, how many? What? What? I think it's like a hundred balls. Uh, well, it's, it's a thing. Eighty it's, balls for a hundred. Yeah, but then eighty balls for a hundred. Yeah, I mean, well, for the ten. Let's see. Why am I? Why am I asking you? I can just like should just be able to look. Um, oh, I got to renew. Because I'm saying the more the more you buy, the more right. They give you incentives like, hey, if it's if it's a buck for you know eighty, a buck for a hundred. And ten dollars is you know fifteen hundred. You're like, ooh, I make out in the long run. You yeah. know, you're like, there's a there's a desire to want to buy more. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's five hundred and fifty Pokecoins. So for five bucks, so you're getting fifty extra Pokecoins. Yeah. And then 
for and then for the you get two hundred pokey coins extra if you pay the ten dollars. So you're like, eh, for ten bucks, that's twelve hundred. That is, you know, I can get myself two hundred pokeballs right mm. off the bat because it's a hunt eight hundred. Yeah, you know that leaves me with a whole another four hundred pokey pokey coins, right? So I could buy, you know, uh, a lucky egg for eighty, and then or I can buy, I can't buy eight incenses because it's five hundred coins. Ah. See how they get you? Yeah, They're like shit. I'm a hundred coins, so let me put another dollar in. Well, I'm going to put another dollar in when I put another five in. Yeah, you know, because if I if I get if I want to get that, then let me get this, and then I you know like you see how that can become a problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's like, oh, I'm just going to shell $100. And like, think about it. If the average Pokemon game on a, a, game, on a game Boy or I mean, I mean, the 3DS is 40 bucks, you can get 5,200 Pokecoins. Yeah. So f- for the price of a game, you can get enough to keep going with this, you know, with this app. So there's, a, there's you know, you see what I'm saying, right? <laughs> see what I'm saying? Do the math. Figure it out. Do the math. I'm too tired of doing the math. So, I mean... But <laughs> I mean, there's a video on our website, on our on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio. Uh, but it looks uh, the way people look like when they're playing the game, and that's hilarious because it's just one of those. I also just posted on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, on a, 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 a complete guide to Pokemon Go, which is kind of like a, a a how to step by step, like what to expect, how to do things. Because there was a couple questions I had, like I didn't. I I didn't understand. Like I didn't the know. Question what... should be: Why am I playing? This game? <laughs> no, my questions were like: well, What do the footprints mean? Like, yeah, how do I, you know, how do I do this? I did not know about the spin, the ball spin. You know, yeah. that you can actually until someone told me about. It, I'm like, well, you can do that. They know that from playing the, the past games. I'm a noob, yeah. so I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna flick. <laughs> and people are going, well, you're not gonna get anywhere. You're not gonna get a, enough experience points because I'm now level, uh, I think seven. Yeah. And I wanted to evolve one of my characters to get more power, but apparently I'm not. I don't have the right level to continue on his training. Yeah. So I, apparently I have to level up to also be able to level up my characters to a better number. So I mean I'm a lowly seven. But that means I got to catch up on a lot of Pokemon's. Yeah. So that means I might have to kind of do you know I might have to find a, a populated Poke spot and set up something so I can start catching them. Yeah. Because where I live, it's just there's two spots, like a third spot, like but that's like four blocks down from me. I'm not wandering the streets at 3 a.m. around my neighborhood going, God, catch them all! God, catch them all! <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I do that, people would be like, oh, man, guys, catch a Pokemon. Because who do you think he's got? I don't know. Let's jump and take his phone and find out. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be the new Jordan sneakers. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, you'd be walking around with your phone. You're not even going to see the, the group of guys going to jump you for your phone. And then they're going, he's playing that Pokemon <laughs> Yeah, I get hit with a bat in the back of the head. And somebody just goes, Team Rocket, motherfucker, <laughs> as they run off. All of a sudden, I got hit in the back of the head. What's your sound? <laughs> I don't know. They were, it was a, tw- a pair of twins. One was really hot in a short black skirt. And they had an R on their sweatshirt. I swore I heard them yell. Team Rocket, motherfuckers. <laughs> what happened? They wanted my Bulbasaur. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> now, can you take other Pokemon? I don't know yet. Okay. Because I don't the key you're battling, so I'm assuming that if you battle, it, there's got to be a, a thing. <laughs> there's to... a prize. There can only be one. <laughs> the, 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 there's I'm... a gathering when all the a few Pokemon <laughs> masters are left. <laughs> they are gathered to one spot where they must battle till there's only one left. <laughs> There can only be one. There can be only one. I call myself the Kurgan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Sean Connery was like the uh, with all that plumage? In the... <laughs> he was a Pokemon. <laughs> yes, I am Pikachu. Pinka, pinka. <laughs> that was called the quickening. <laughs> The see, rush you get when you catch him. I can just see now. Like when you're a jet, you're a jet. Oh, like I can just see three teams coming in: the red, the blue, and the because yellow's team instinct. The I don't even get into it because <laughs> we might as well. Well, because I don't remember. Uh, right. <laughs> I know there's three colors, but what I meant to say was that because it drains such, it has such a strain on the battery on your phone. I actually bought one of those rechargeable battery pack, portable battery packs to my car. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest that to you because we use that when we go in the traveling. We'd use those. More yeah, I bought one. I was like, I kind of was always wanted one, but I never really had an excuse to buy one because I usually just, I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Now I'm like, oh. Now I don't go anywhere and my battery's drained. Instead of plugging into my wall, I'm going to plug into battery. So I keep playing. Well, no. I mean, I'm like, okay, the other night when I was at the church, my phone went from like, you know, like, hey, you got 50% down to like 15 in like a span of a half hour. Yeah. So it's like, fuck, I should have plugged in. You know, if I plugged in, if I had the, if I had the expendable battery charger thing, I could just plug, I could sat there for an hour. Like, <laughs> I could have plugged it in my car charger. Oh, it doesn't mind. No, no, my it doesn't really work that well. Doesn't work that well. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. Yeah. So, but what if I'm here in the studio, Ed? <laughs> you better not be fucking playing the show. During break, and just be like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, welcome. Yeah, that was funny, Ed. That was that was a good yeah. story. That was yeah. a good news article. Like, oh, welcome, welcome to. Uh, <laughs> oh, that was the number one movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Hey, pinka, 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 pinka. <laughs> Flick. Yeah. <laughs> Like, and I'm using the silent, so, like, here's, uh, you know, there you go. All right. That's the music <laughs> that plays in the background. Flash! <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that can get kind of annoying after a while, you know. <laughs> so you know, I turn it down. And I'm turning that off, but I also have the I have the sound effects and the vibration and the battery saver on. That's why you're getting a little. I'm hitting the map, with my finger, like hoping for a, you know, who knows? Wouldn't it be great if I got all of a sudden got it like, oh my god, one just appeared out of nowhere, <laughs> and you can hear me catch one live on radio. <laughs> People are like, God no, God no. <laughs> Now stop it. Stop it now. now it's there. I mean, it's goofy and it's pointless, but it seems to be bringing the world together, Ed. It's, it's, it's one big Pokeball and we're all just living in it. That's what I got to say. 
right. All right. So, uh, yeah, you got nothing to do when you want some. Like, you may not necessarily need to get to just get it, but it's kind of like a fun and little addicting time killer. If you say so. <laughs> Next week, Ed's walking in all glassy eyed. Uh, Battlefront? No, fuck you, Sean. Pokemon. I was wondering. I will be the out. I am always the outsider for everything. I. I don't get, I don't follow, like, I do follow some things here and there, but that's one of them I will never follow for, you know, I played Magic the Gathering, the card game, like you said, back right. in the day, you know, and that's that's as far as I got. You know, you get to a point where you go, because I actually kept playing the same people over and over again, so it was like the outcomes basically didn't really right. change too much, so you're like, what's the point, you gotcha. know, and it's like, well, there's tournaments. Yeah, but that 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 could that's make me going somewhere else and well, like losing to other people that I don't know. My sister posted this meme on her on her Facebook page. It's the evolution of Nintendo trying to get people to play outside. In 1996, it was Pokemon. Look, you can link up with friends and trade or battle. You should find others who pl- uh, who play and challenge them. 2009, they had the little Pokemon portable thing. Yeah. And look now, how look you can now level your Pokemon by walking. Pretty cool, right? Go for a walk. 2010, Pokemon Black for the DS. Look, you don't even have to be at a Pokemon Center to battle your friends anymore. Just do it wherever you are. 2013 with Pokemon X. Look, you don't even have to search for other players anymore. We do it for you. You just need to go outside and be close to other players. You can even get rewards. 2016, Pokemon Go. Go outside for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um there you have it. that's my news for the weekend what do you got this week in the news all right here Nerd we go news well this one i'm this first story i have to say i'm actually proud to say because it's dc and it's some good news good news from dc it's good news from dc all right uh those who don't know the killing joke batman <clears throat> the killing joke is coming out on uh, blu-ray and dvd it's an animated story that was told in the 90s, I think it was, was written okay. uh, as a comic book, and they're making an animated movie out of it, which is great. Well, there's fab events, and that's basically if you go to a theater that has like a multiplex. Well, like we did with Mystery Science Theater 3000. Exactly, yes. So you can you can now, like on the uh, 25th of July, Monday the 25th of July, you could go see this animated movie on the big screen. So if you wanted to see... In big screen glory, you can go see it. Well, they've added; it's gotten so popular, they've sold. They probably sold that a lot, selling out a lot of different areas. That they added three hundred more theaters, and they added a second show. I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to look into it because I definitely want to go to the theaters to see that. So maybe later tonight, I'll Google, I'll look up on my app, my uh, AMC app, where it's playing at. Because if we can get the Woodhaven for those nice cushy seats, you, me, and Stacey are going. I know right. Stacy wants to go see it in theaters, so I know I'm going to see it in the theaters. Okay. So, uh, you know, it'd be a, you'd be a third wheel pal. <laughs> maybe my wife wants to go. I don't know. I doubt it, but. Maybe, maybe Sip on wants to go. Sure. <laughs> All right. So, we'll look for, look for us in the theater near you. <laughs> All right. So, that's good. So, yeah. So, that's, that's some, finally some good news. I, I, I feel like the lure of, uh, you know, Batman v Superman and, all yeah, right. The mixed kind of feelings you're, we're getting with uh, uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, all right. That's good. I mean, You can always trust our animated stuff. All right, so what else you got? Uh, ABC is canceling its comedy. 
Uncle Buck has been canceled from ABC. You're kidding. No. I didn't even know it was a show until we were at the gym and I saw a commercial. And it was already on. I was like, wait, I thought that was coming in the fall. So, uh, well, actually, it was supposed to come in the fall of 2015, but it kept getting delayed. And uh, they, <laughs> I wonder yes, why. Yeah, and they so they they finally put it out as a mid season uh, pickup, and they're hoping for, you know for season two for the fall of 2016. And but it, nope, no nope. one no one watched it. That's pretty much it. Uh, ratings weren't too too bad. The the initial reading. Uh, uh, um, Initial ratings for the first episode was really good, but then it just died off. It knows everyone went, wait, Uncle Buck, isn't it that movie with John Candy? Wait, it's Michael Epps? Okay, let's see this one. Uh, The curiosity factor was there for the first episode, and everyone went, oh, wow, that's unforgettable. I'll just keep going, figure I'll watch something else on that night. Yeah. All right. First episode you get for free to whether or not I'm going to DVR it. And after that, you're on your own. <laughs> okay, so what else? Did it cancel anything else? Uh, no, that was uh, that was that was the only show that they're talking about that they. Canceled. Oh, so one casualty for ABC. Yes. so far. Yep. for the summer. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Uh, now, do you remember Eric Estrada? Yeah, Ponch from uh, Chips. That's right. Then he found like a um, after Ponch after Chips was over. I know he was doing a lot of Telemundo stuff. Yeah. So he was still he was. Even bigger in like the in later in his career because of the Telemundo stuff. Mm. It hasn't made too many appearances in American television right. outside of kind of a satire of him being a cop, right? Because you know everyone knows him as Ponch. Yes. So okay, so what's going on with him? He actually became a real life police officer. <laughs> <laughs> you really? Yes. Like I can just see. So what's your qualifications? I'm Ponch. Sold. <laughs> Get this man a badge. <laughs> A thousand miles away from his initial show, we're wrapping up in St. Anthony, Ohio. Uh, he became a sworn in officer this week. And uh, his main goal, though, is to uh, have children. He wants to uh, help, uh, like, in chat rooms and stuff like that to avoid being. Okay, you so know, he's, like, he's looking for online bullies and predators and that stuff like that. That kind of thing, yes. Okay. So that's his, that's his main like goal. Cyber cop. Yes. Okay. But he's, he went through the training and also. Eric Estrada. Uh, Cybercop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> what's your? I mean, all right. I, look, I can't. I got, I got nothing other than the fact that his qualifications. Uh, how do you, I used to ride a motorcycle on a f- cop show? Cops? No, no, chips. <laughs> you know the story of the California Highway Patrol. Wait, wait, wait. Weren't you in? Everyone probably remembers the big uh, roller skating episode. Where there was a gang of thieves, and they always got away on roller skates, and how John, how John and I had to go bust the ring up. <laughs> I always remember. I would the one episode I always remember with chips with him was is that he was becoming like a a, a karate fighter, and he had the big tournament at the end where he okay. won. You know, and he was like doing like this big action scene. Like, right, obviously, it was probably around the time Karate Kid was popular. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, well, good for him. Good for Ponch doing doing some doing some positive work out there in the community. Yes, in Ohio, but all right, right. <laughs> got to start somewhere. I wonder how many people recognize him. Oh, they, they all know who he is. Oh, they all. Know oh, who oh he yeah, is? yeah. Like he's a big, hey, kind of like the, he's the Tony Stark of that police department. Yeah. You know who I am? I'm fucking Ponch. Yes. Now book him, Dano. <laughs> I know wrong show, but it's all cop theme. <laughs> you know, but they all. They he, all. Does he ride a motorcycle? 
They didn't say. See, I would. I'd, I'd be curious. Like, if, if he came up on a motorcycle in the police uniform, I'd be like, I, my first response would be like, "Where's the cameras?" I'd be like, "Is times that tough that you're actually cosplaying as yourself?" <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I thought you were big in Telemundo. I mean, that's not Steam. Yeah, I can't think of that thing. That's his phone. Phone ring. It's, it's actually like a speaker on the motorcycle as he pulls up. <laughs> He's driving around on the motorcycle playing the theme. <laughs> What's up? Having the having the uh, the aviator glasses that they used to wear back in the day. The, I mean, is this what? <laughs> Just woo woo. Oh, officer, what's the problem? See you're speeding. Wait, are, are you Eric Estrada? Are you Punch? What are you doing, man? I actually am a real police officer now. Really? <laughs> In Ohio? <laughs> like, couldn't you get a job elsewhere? <laughs> like, how'd you apply for the job? Walked in and went, I'm Eric Estrada. <laughs> you might know me from chips. <laughs> Give that man a badge! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Pull over, sir. <laughs> Anything you say, Punch. Like, what about a kid, though? Like, a kid's not gonna, like... Like, okay, you and I would recognize him and go, God, dude, that's fucking Poncharoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, the show is running on MeTV on cable uh, every night. I think every weeknight now, like 6, 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or something like that. It does run, so you can see the, the old show and, and realize... We were stupid. <laughs> Sometimes life does imitate art. <laughs> That's all I'm saying <laughs> on that one. <laughs> all right. Well, good for good for you. Know, I think it was Arthur Poncharelli. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> Arthur Poncharelli. Uh, was it? Arthur he was Pon- always. He was always like the troublemaker. They like the the captain well, always had a problem with Ponch. Well, because Ponch was kind of like kind of like, hey, what's up, yo? How you doing, everybody? Like he was like the cool hip cop, yeah. you know, that everyone wanted to be friends with because you know he was he was Mexican, Latino. I don't remember. Okay, I mean, I think so. Eric Estrada. I mean, I'm going to say a Latino since he did go to Telemundo. Yeah. Um, John was always more the straight laced blonde. He was the surfer cop. Yeah. Blonde hair, good looks, but everyone loved Eric Estrada. He was like the sex symbol of the show. Yeah. Because he was the fun guy. Yeah. Like, hey, it's me, Eric Estrada. What's up? <laughs> good for you. <laughs> hey. Mm. Oh, you we? Know I'm chips. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. Now you on your way. All right. What else? Uh. Star Wars. <laughs> we didn't talk about Star Wars last week. That's true. We'll talk about Star Wars this week. All right. Uh, you want another trailer from Star Wars? The Rogue One? Not at this moment, but okay. <laughs> this is going to be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you going to play it? No. Oh, okay. It's not out yet, but we're, oh, all right. I'm letting you know when it's coming. So you're teasing a trailer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, this Friday on uh, ABC, they're going to have a show... Uh, Called, uh, da, 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 hey, guess what? Here's another teaser for Rogue One. Because it's ABC and we own Star Wars. So, fuck you. Here's a half hour lead up to a two and a half minute clip. <laughs> it's an hour long show. It's called hour long. Wow. Secrets of the Force Awakens, a cinematic journey. It's basically going to tell you about, I guess, how they filmed the uh, thing. And, of course, there's going to be a three minute trailer wow. that's going to happen. That Now, of course, it's probably going to hit the internet before then because the uh, Star Wars celebration that's happening in Europe starts on 
it'll be like 11 a.m. Right. Our time oh, I see. here. You think someone's going to film it and put it up there? Put it up there beforehand. But uh, if you want to see, well, it, if Disney t- was smart, they would leak it before that. Like have like an official thing, or or do a one-two punch. Like you go, hey, yeah, we'll show you a trailer, but it winds up being like a teaser thing for like episode eight, and then tonight on the show, like, I saw it earlier. But no, no, here's the real one. Bam, bam, ba da da. You know, <laughs> and to introduce it, Eric Estrada, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he's a real police officer now in Ohio. No, you're kidding. Really? What's he doing? Highway patrol? No, he's trying to bust down cyberbullying. Well, that's good for him. <laughs> the truth is so funny. I'm so glad. That really is like art imitating life. I know, right? Wow, I always liked him. He was so smooth. I wonder if he's just as charming now as he was back then. <laughs> okay, what else you got there in the news? Uh, Doctor Strange, main villain in the new movie. Okay. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is the going to play the uh, the antagonist of the of the of the picture, and uh, there everybody was kind of wondering what happens. Apparently, the there's a toy that leaked out that was that's oh, given, it's always a toy that always ruins it. That's right. And I had here for a second. See, this is the problem with marketing is the fact that Disney wants to chug out toys to sell, but then you get caught in that catch-22 situation where it's like, hey, here's this, and you're going, ooh, is that going to be in the movie? Yeah. Is that the character's name? Oh, that's who he's playing. And you kind of ruin the the spin on the character. Okay, everybody get their drinks ready. Oh, he's going to mispronounce something. It's Kay Sellis. I, you know what? I don't know enough about Doctor Strange to even know whether or not you pronounce that right. K A E C I L I U S. Is that how it was written? And All right, he's, he's going to play that. Apparently, there's a prelude comic book that's going to come out and kind of give you a backstory of him. Um, well, as always, you got to. It's now the marketing machines chugging to go because you don't have a Marvel movie coming. That's the next one. Yes. So now you're going to get the. Hey, everybody. Um, yeah, we know Suicide Squad is coming out in August, but let's face it, everyone's on the fence about that now. But they, come on, Benedict Cumberbatch, M- Mads Mikkelsen, everyone loves those uh, two. Uh. Doctor Strange, 3D, you Ooh. know. Ooh. Here's what, he, here's what he's going to be. Oh, what role will he play in Infinity War? You just have to, have to see the movie to find out. Oh. oh. All right, what else you got? Uh, speaking of Marvel and comic books... Uh, they're replacing uh, Tony Stark, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. After he left, apparently, after the uh, uh, Civil War II. Well, Civil War II, to keep people apprised, uh, Rhodey died, got killed. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they need a new war machine. So I think Tony decided, it was, he's like, I had enough, I'm done. You know, he lost his best friend, so he's gone. Yes. So now stepping in is an uh, African-American girl. Yes. Do you have a name? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, was here for a second. Ruri Williams is the name. She was a she was she enrolls at MIT at age fifteen, and she basically builds her own Iron Man suit in her dorm. Okay, is the basic um, of it. If you go to our uh, Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, or our Twitter feed, we'll give you the full article. Actually, it was an interview with the uh, uh, man who wrote it. His name is Brian Michael Bendis. Yeah, he's uh, the guy who's he's written a couple. of he helped bring in uh, Miles Morales as the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. He's also written that show. Well, he's also written the comic book Powers, which is a, a show on PlayStation mm. that I've been watching. Season two's been out, so I'm catching up with that. 
Um, all right. I mean, how do you feel about it? You know, I, I, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird for me. I mean, because I've been so used to Tony Stark for since the seventies, pretty much. And, sure. You know, it, you know, it's like with that same character over and over again. I, I just feel that you know. I mean, I think it's just kind of a marketing ploy. I was going to say, like, look, let's face it. In in six months, Tony will be back. Right. You know, like, she's going to be another type of character. Yeah, she'll... they'll spin her off. She'll either become like honestly, I kind of feel like since they killed off Rhodes as War Machine, there were they, all they did was take their African American character and just gender bend her into the girl Iron mm. Man, and they're going to use her as Iron Man for a little while. And then they'll spin her off until either become War Machine or whatever machine she wants to be called at that point. Yeah. And Antonio will come back because he'll need to come back because it, it's it's the tired tradition. Like I don't know. Remember how we talked about Captain America? Yeah. Well, apparently Captain America, it's it's he's fine. Yeah. He, you know, it's, it's again if everyone would just calm the fuck down and stop taking for granted that one issue is gonna you know be like oh my god they fucking ruined next issue they. You know, they told you what was going on. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, well, they, you know, Marvel bent to the wills of the people. I'm like, you guys fucking don't know how comic books are made, do you? Like, that story was already written. The artwork was already done. It's not like at the last minute they go, oh, shit, we got to get the next next issue out by tomorrow. Quick, draw something. It's not, you know, (laughs) the, the story's already been fleshed out. It's just, it's being produced as it's being going on. Well, that's the thing. Like, I... I know DC does this. I don't know. If, I imagine Marvel does this kind of the same line lines is that they get together. The, all the writers and, and artists yeah. get together and they discuss the next year yeah. and how it's going to like the universe affects this character to this character yeah. and how everything's going to work out. So you kind of have a storyline already based up. It's yeah. not like That's they wrote com- a they wrote a comic book this month. They print. <clears> they go. Whoosh, we made the deadline. Yeah. Oh crap! We got thirty days for the next oh, issue. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me let me give me a week so I can think of something. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, like that. They're not crunching every last week. Going shit. Um. Who, who's the bad guy this week? Oh, we just like you're right. They have what's called like a, a brain trust kind yeah. of thing, or or this like for television they have the showrunner, the writers' room, where they sit around and they talk about okay. This is what our big scope is going to be for this season. Like, for example, okay, Flash. We now have alternate universes. It's great. How? What's going to? What's going to be the button for the end of this season? I know, Flashpoint. All right, guys. How are we going to get there? They sit around. They figure it out. Yep. They throw a couple of filler episodes in there with the theming arc. That's how comic books are done too. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they just went woke up one day and went. Ugh. You know what? Let's make Iron Man a, a 15-year-old black girl. Um, I just had the idea on my way. The barista, she was an African-American girl. Looked like she was 16. I, she had like a little heart thing that blew. I was like, Tony Stark. You know? <laughs> Let's make... They had it planned out. Yes. So like, I kind of feel like you killing Rhodes, you replaced him with a girl. You know, of the same ethnic background. Yeah. Like she, except she's young and she's smart. She's kind of a mix between Tony and Rhodes. You yeah. know, you got the brains and you got the color, the, the ethnic ac- background. Yeah. And eventually it'll work itself out. Tony will be back. I'm sure Rhodes will come back to life in some way, shape, or form because no one ever really stays dead in a comic book. Right. And, and you know, it's not like you're going to. There's gonna only s- a handful that really has. Right. It's not like because they did that now, it's like, okay, Iron Man 4, it's going to be her. It's not. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. 
everyone's like, yay, it's great. But everyone's like, yeah, right. It's business as usual. Yeah. You know, like, all right, what else you got there? I mean, I, 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 don't, I haven't read Iron Man, so I'm like. Yeah, I haven't read, I haven't read Iron Man in a long like, time, so it's not really going to affect me. But when, like, I, when I see. No, we can't have this. When I see one of those articles, like, yeah, okay. it's one of those like, I see what you're doing there. Yeah. You're kicking up some dust to get some people to be pissed off so they can talk about it. They can buy the issue and read it. Which will kick up some sales. What, Tony's not Iron Man anymore? Who's this? Ooh, I'm so mad. Now I'm going to have to buy the issue to find out why I should be mad. And then you buy that issue and then you never go back again. But Marvel goes, is who you got a bunch of rubes that bought a shit ton of those comics, even though we know Tony's going to be Iron Man in a year. Mm-hmm. But just in time for Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when's Spider-Man Homecoming coming out? That's right, next year. So by this time next year, Tony will be back in the suit, so that way if anybody who sees Homecoming for the first time can go and buy a, an Iron Man comic book with Tony Stark in it. All right. So there you have it, folks. That's my take. I'm like, it's great. It's good, but it's all been done before. It's nothing new. Yeah, nothing new. Nothing to see here, folks. Move along. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Uh, you know, we were talking about this last week, and this this <coughs> article kind of ties it, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to what we talked about last week to remind you. Yes, please, because I it's forgot. The thing. But apparently there's going to be another Avengers team to return to Marvel Now. And Marvel Now, I think, is the online uh, digital comic. digital comic, yes. okay. And it's going to be the uh, Great Lakes Avengers. And the reason why I bring this up is because one of the Great Lakes Avengers is Squirrel Girl. Okay. And last week we were talking about Anna, Anna Kendrick playing, you know, possibly... playing Squirrel Girl. And I just thought it was kind of odd that... It's, it's that serendipitous kind of articles that plants a seed in your head and then oh look squirrel squirrel girl seems to be one of those like um fan favorites that doesn't get enough play right so you can kind of hey ladies and gentlemen squirrel girl (laughs) okay we just sold another hundred copies of this comic exactly there's a fan of squirrel girl she's got this nice underground following kind of like i want to say as, as big as deadpool but still that kind of Everyone loves Squirrel Girl for some reason, so she shows up in a comic book. Chances are the person who's a Squirrel Girl fan is going to buy the comic book, even though they don't normally read it. Yes. So, so uh, yeah, so Zach Gorman's going to write it, and uh, he's talking to the Nerdist about it, and he says, it's my first Marvel book, and he likes C-list characters. Like, they, he thinks they're obscure characters, and there's a little bit of comedy the, that they could do. And okay, they, so it's the mystery men meet the Avengers. Exactly. So it's it's kind of one of those type of things that he's, kind of great to get into because there's nothing major to right he's got look dude here's a bunch of people we don't use you want to make up a team go right ahead they're not important enough to be in movies at the moment so go have fun like you do whatever you want to do can i kill a person no don't kill them all well you mean you can this is marvel we'll just bring them back in six months if we need them okay yeah go ahead have fun because you'll be in an alternate universe go ahead go ahead have fun well the the members will include Flatman, mr immortal big bertha and Doorman, as well as Squirrel Girl. <sighs> All right. I so. mean, it seems to be like the who's it's it's the mystery men of the Avengers. The who? The, the, who, the, the who? Hey, I'm Squirrel Girl. <laughs> who? It's me, Doorman. Oh, let me get that for you. <laughs> What's his motto? Let me get that for you. Like every time you walk into a room, he doesn't jump out, opens the door for you. <laughs> Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Mr. Stock. How are you this evening? I'm fine, doorman. That's very good. Chip, chip. I must avenge you. (laughs) (laughs) 
when the storm is coming, who will hold the door? It is I, doorman. You might take your coat for your son. <laughs> oh, doorman. <laughs> All right. So what else you got there? Oh, you want to keep going? Okay. The- yeah, sure. Let's do one more. One more? All right. Uh, this one actually was from last week. We didn't use it, and I wanted to use it this week because it, it's kind of like, what? Okay. But apparently, there's, remember you know that that game, Minecraft? I mean, the game that's still being played today? Yes. yes. <laughs> apparently, they're going to make a movie out of it. <laughs> and they have a release date, kids. May 24th, 2019. Just in time for my birthday. 2019? Yes. It's going to take that long to make that movie? <laughs> Apparently, eight bits is a lot to, to <laughs> really do in an hour and a half. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a live action version. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's here's the problem. You have to hope that Minecraft is still relevant in 2019. I think it is. You think it's going to be relevant yeah, because three years? I, 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 well, you know what? Three years, yeah, that's a lot. You know, now I, I mean, think look at this it. way. Ratchet and Clank made a, had a movie come out. To help relaunch the video game, and neither of it succeeded. Yes. You know, so... Well, the only thing is, is that I know a lot of younger people playing this game, like uh, 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 okay, my, so... my nephew plays it, and my boss's nephew, or his son plays okay, it as well. Okay, so, so you're saying, like, like, the kids who read Harry Potter, who became adults, will go see the movie. Yeah. Because it's kind of like... They still uh, play it. Right. You I, know, they... Oh, I played Minecraft when I was, you know, three years ago. I was a kid. I was playing Minecraft. Yeah, sure, now I'm in the girls, but I really want to see this game. I want to see this movie. movie. right. It was part All of right. my childhood, you know, that's the... Right, yeah, know. I guess makes sense, you know, tends to... Everything old is new again. Pokemon Go, Minecraft, sure, why not? <laughs> you know? All right, uh, you see we call it a night? Okay. Um, I do want to mention something, though, before we go, because... Okay. For the podcast, we're gonna have a special. We're gonna have a special two stories that relate to each other. So it's not like it's really one story. Okay, why don't you tease it? Because I was gonna tease something that we were we should talk about for the podcast. You know the bonus stuff, but <laughs> we should have talked about this. We, we should have. Okay, okay, well, okay. What are yours? And I'll tell you mine. Well, I'll before. just give you. I'll just give you the main title. It's it's about Star Trek Beyond. Okay, is this probably we might be similar thinking? Are we talking about Sulu? Yes. Yes. Okay. See, we are talking about. Okay. Are we talking about Sulu and then George Takai's reaction uh, to that? But, 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 no, we got to tease it because okay. there's people who are listening yes. live going, "Well, what the fuck are you going to talk about?" So make it worthwhile if I download the podcast. Yeah. I'm saying we should be talking about the Sulu being gay in the movie and George Takai Takai being kind of pissy about it, and then on top of that, have Zachary Quinto, the guy who's Gay in real life playing Spock, kind of basically saying "fuck you" to him. Yeah, you know. So and also Simon Pegg, there's also get his yes, there's more, by... and we can also get our own, we can get our own spin on it too, yes. and talk like that. So there you have it. So you and I were similar thinking. Yes, that's a good. See, we didn't need to have a meeting. You and I think alike. <laughs> right. I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, thanks for listening, folks. Um, you've been listening to Geeksters Live here at on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search Aquanet Radio on those apps. And if you get a chance, we humbly ask you to please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And as you know, we do a podcast version of the show, which means we take the show, split it in twain, and add a little bit of a little sasa in the beginning and the end of each episode. Apparently, now we're going to be talking about Sulu in, the, uh, <laughs> in part two, so you got something to look forward to. 
the downloading. You can download that at either when you go to our Facebook page, hit the About section, but I'll cut you some time. You can go to iTunes or wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to any Google app, the podcast app, download it, and search for Geeksters, and our show will be there for you. But if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show or have a suggestion about something, just give him, shoot him an email at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. So we'll see you next week. Bye. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So as we mentioned in the end of the episode there, Ed and I were going to talk about um, the George Takai, the Sulu being gay in the new Star Wars, yes. Star Trek movie. So- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, right now, Ooh. there's a bunch of people just getting ready to reach in my wallet with my nerd card. <laughs> oh, he saved himself. It's, you know, it's a common, a common flip-flop when you're a fan of both. Um, so yeah, so Star Trek Beyond, apparently there's a scene where you see Sulu with his husband and their child yes. together. Now... Um. Uh, so apparently, well, I'm gonna try to try to do. I want to give my opinion now or wait till the end. So let me give you the facts. Yes. The fact is, George Takei, who played Sulu in the original series, is not too happy about. It. Who's also uh, gay in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, has a husband and all. Uh, he played Sulu in the original series, and he f- he's not too thrilled with the fact that they made Sulu. A homosexual character. Right. Not the fact that he's homosexual is the fact that they didn't create a new character. Yes. Because he felt like it kind of taints the Gene Roddenberry, mm-hmm. you know. Um, okay. The more facts. So the more facts before yeah. I give you my opinion. Yeah, okay. Then follows up with Simon Pegg writing an article saying, I kind of, I, I humbly disagree with George Takei because um, back in the 60s when the show was done, having a predominantly gay character would have been unheard of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to on a show to actually have the first interracial kiss on television of all time, first one to do it was Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt like, number one, our Star Trek is the Kelvin universe, which is in a different universe than the one George Takei's universe is in. Mm-hmm. So therefore, who's to say that this Sulu can't be gay? You know, Second, he kind of feels like it's nice to think that in all, if with all these different you know, possibilities of universes, there's a possibility of you yourself being a gay person in another dimension. Mm-hmm. And proceeds to say, like, look, Gene Roddenberry's show was about tolerance and acceptance, and and it's it's we'd rather make a character who's already been established in the series who people have grown to love and accept for their actions and their deeds, not their sexual orientation, and then kind of go, oh, by the way, he happens to be gay. So you're not going in with any preconceived notions because you already have an emotional response to this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it easier to go into. Um, then it was followed up with uh, Zachary Quinto, again, another gay uh, person in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's married, I think. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. sure. I'm not yeah. sure. I don't want to make him a nog. I don't want to make him, you know, married when he's not. But he also sides with Simon about it and thinks that George Takei is, is, is not necessarily wrong, but more, uh, not his, his, like, but if Gene Roddenberry thinks he'd probably be honored in today's world to have a character who's established, who is not just a throwaway character, mm-hmm. to be established as a predominantly, you know, a, a gay character in the, in the series, 
to show the equality. You have blacks, you have Latinos, you had Asians on this ship. Who's to say, why did they all have to be straight? Why couldn't they, why can't they be gay? Right. Like, you know, to George's theory is like, we should create a new character then. You know, I kind of, my, here's now, now my thoughts on the subject. Mm-hmm. I think George is kind of being uh, hypocritical. Okay. In my, in my opinion. I feel like he spent most of his life in the closet on this show. Mm-hmm. He comes out as, you know, he comes out of the closet and says, I am a gay man. Yeah, it was recently that he came out. I was like, I think 2010. Yeah, the article it, was, said. it wasn't long ago. Yes. I mean, it was long enough, but to say I'm uh, I'm a homosexual, Jeremy Roar kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and you go back and, and he and he's very, he very speaks out, especially online about equality and, you know, we all should be, you know, we should all get along. Mm-hmm. You know, there's room for everybody here. But then all of a sudden, turn around and go, you take my character and turn him gay? That's why, because I'm gay? Well, no, not necessarily, but it's kind of, I mean, kind of a logical choice, I guess you might say. Okay. Like, why not? Like, everyone knows George Takei as being a, a predominantly, uh, I'm going to say, uh, icon who of the Star Trek universe mm-hmm. who promotes homosexuality. Mm-hmm. I mean, not promotes, he's not saying what's saying, be gay, be gay, but he... he gay rights, right. He's a gay rights activist. Right. He, he, you know, he's proud of who he is and yeah. where he's come from. He'll, he's quick to slam the United States about the internment camps for World War II because mm-hmm. he grew up in that. But then when people want to honor him and say, you know what, for all the work that you do, why not make your character, we're going to make your character gay. Without Obviously, they didn't ask him, but they just did it. Yeah. Then he gets all up about it. He gets, you know, like a little tight about it. It's like, well, dude, why? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand his 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 disappointment. Like, well, I don't think I don't think George Roddenberry would have wanted that. Well, know? that's that's the that's the kind of thing I think we can slightly disagree about in this in this whole thing. And the okay. fact is, is that. I mean, I understand that the way Gene Roddenberry was trying to break barriers with the show by right. having a multicultural cast, right, and be able to do things that were be, way beyond at the time of the '60s could tolerate in a way right, with the right. first interracial kiss. But the thing is, is that Gene Roddenberry is not around to say whether what he wanted or what he didn't want it. They're they're just making assumptions well, based off of. Before you, no, 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 I agree. Yeah. And the the thing is, is that like George Decay is honoring Gene Roddenberry. That's what he is doing. He is going, okay. This is the cast of characters. This is the way he wrote them originally. I know it's a different universe that we have now, but this is the original cast of the way it was, and this is what people have beloved for fifty years. Okay, because it's the fiftieth anniversary okay. this year. Right. So you go. Now you're going to make a character gay. Why not create a new character and make that character gay? Not going, I don't want a gay character. I don't think Sula should be gay. I, you know, I think it should be another person. Oh. He's going, I'm honoring G- Gene Roddenberry's rights in the terms of what he originally wrote and how he wanted to keep it in the way it was. Because you, you don't know. I mean, there, there might be more of this story than what, what Georgia Kay is letting on. Okay. Um, I would like to rebuttal with just because it's a tradition doesn't make it right. Yes. You know, um, so just because traditionally in the 60s, they didn't really dabble into much of the people's personal lives except for Kirk. Kirk was a man whore. I mean, there was no marriage. Like, 
everybody from what we could tell in that 60s show, they were all single. There was never any wife, never any child. They were all superfluous characters. They, they, they were the trope of that episode. My wife or my husband or my loved one, blah, blah, blah. To introduce a new character into this universe, it, it, it's a double-edged sword because the moment you write a new character in and make him purposely gay, you're going to have a backlash of people going, oh, you're just putting that person in the movie because you're just doing it to make a character gay. You're just, that's your agenda. You want a gay character in there, so therefore you put one in there because of whatever agenda. Now, that, now where if you've already have an established character that people might like, go, oh, I think that guy who plays cool, Sulu's cool, and he turns out to be gay, you just kind of go, oh, okay, you shrug it off. Maybe or maybe you might be offended if you're if you are homophobic. Mm. You might be like, "Oh man, I can't fucking believe that." Well, of course I make you know Sulu gay because that George Takai guy is gay. Blah blah blah. That's your own intolerance, I think. You know, showing its ugly head. But I think that they, like I said, if they made a new character, everyone would be like, "They're just doing it to make it politically correct, so everybody can go see it, so it's equally represented." I, I honestly, I don't. I think that. If Ron, I mean, Roddenberry's got kids, I'm sure sooner or later you'll probably see something from one of his kids pop up. Mm. You know, I, I don't see, honestly, I don't see a problem with Sulu being gay. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with any gay characters. Like, I don't see the big deal. Like, I mean, I know Zachary Quinto's gay. I know Ian McKellen's gay in real life. Mm. That doesn't make me not appreciate the body of work that he does. But I think that now in a world where we're so politically correct, that the moment somebody puts in a black character or a gay character, it almost feels like they're filling out a quota to get put more asses in the seats. Right. You know, so be like, hey, look, here's a cast. Well, technically there's only one white girl and there's an Asian guy and, you know, she's supposed to be dating Spock and, you know, like you don't see any of these people's personal lives. And this, from what I can look, from what it looks like in some of the trailers, it looks like it's kind of more of a personal story around this action flick because, you know, Kirk, there's that, that conversation between Kirk and McCoy, like you joined, you know, you joined Starfleet on a dare, mm-hmm. but you're here to make a man, you know, make, it's, everyone seems like in this story has something personal about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so having Sulu be married with a kid, it doesn't have to be the focal point of the entire movie. It's just a moment in the in a two-hour movie where you just go, Oh, there's Sulu, and he, oh wow, he's gay, and he's got a, a husband and a wife, a kid. Awesome, boom, adventure. Yeah, like it's going to be in and out like that. You, you don't by making a new character, you have to establish that character's background, and then have the storyline focus on that character. You can't just have that character walk in and go, doo, 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 doo. "Hi, everybody, I'm a new character. I'm gay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you." I'll probably be dead by the end of this movie. Yeah, you know. But if you have Sulu or a predominant character in that main cast be gay there's a better possibility of that person surviving to the end of the movie. Right. Because then not only do you get caught with the, oh, look, you created this gay character to be PC, but then you kill him at the end of the movie because no one cares about him because he's not one of the core members. It's, it's, it's a dice. It's a dicey situation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Like, I don't care. I don't care either. I mean, I, like I said, I, I want to kind of put that out there. In fact, is yeah. it doesn't really bother me that Sulu is gay in this movie. It's like, okay, 
that's fine. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's gotten, not it's not going to affect my way of, of loving Star Trek any yeah. less. Or I mean, it looked, I mean, if they have a, I mean, I thought they're going to be doing a, a Sulu spinoff movie where how did he meet his husband? They're not going to be doing that. It's, yeah, it's just a moment to say, hey, here's your seven characters who are the core of this ship, who are the heart and the souls and the bodies. These are the people that for fifty years you've known these names. Here is we have a completely different universe. In this universe, Sulu's gay. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. You're not. They're not going to be going in this in this episode of Star in Star Wars. In Star Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> now your geek cards taken. In Star Trek Beyond, it's beyond the colon with Sulu. You're like, it's not. It's it's going to be <laughs> here and there and done with. And I think that if they make that new, like I said again, if they make that new character, they're going to focus on that new character, and people are going to feel like, oh, now you're just shoving it in my face because you make a new character. You you hear he's gay, accept him, like him, accept yeah. him, and then like two movies later, because he's new to the cast and not one of the core of the seven, you can kill him off, and no one will bat an eye except there's people going, oh, you got to kill the gay character off. Like, <laughs> I mean, you seem a little bothered still. Like I see the look in your face. No, like, I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to wait until you give me a okay, give me okay. a moment to speak. you know, but then they'll know. I mean, like. I agree with you, like with a lot of things, but I mean, like it's one of those type of things where it, the only point that that still kind of makes me go, I don't know, is the fact is is that like if you could go in Star Wars, right? yeah. we're talking Star Wars, okay. not Star Trek. If if you went to Lucas and go, let's make Luke gay, you know, like and like he'd be like, sure, okay, that's fine, let's write that in and let's like, figure out a scene of why he's not married and did okay. you know, this whole thing, and he he comes up with that, then you know that that the man who created Star Wars. That made one of the character pronomic characters gay. Where Gene Roddy's not with us anymore, it's tough to say whether or not he would go. Well, you know what? I really don't see Sulu as a gay character, but Chekhov or or Scotty could have been a gay character, and this is the reason why. You know, they come up with a the way of way of his like thought process of doing this. You know, and it's not. I mean, like I know it's kind of picking hairs or you know, kind of thing. It kind of is because in the end, Gene Roddenberry's dead. Who cares? Like I mean, to be as 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 the, to rip that bandaid off as quickly as possible, the man is dead. The man has a legacy behind. That legacy from now until the end of time is going to be played with and manipulated with. And you, you, if you read, read into the books, there's situations that might not have been. You know, when they write a new Star Wars Star Trek book, they didn't hand it to him to read it and go, "Yeah, I like this. Here you go." You know, I, I don't I don't think that if he were alive today, I don't know if. It's kind of like, well, kind of like how what they did to Lucas anyway for Episode Seven. He was alive. They went for him, and he gave him smiley eyes, and they were like, "Yeah, okay, you're crazy, old man. This is what we're doing." Yeah. So then, you know, you feel like if Roddenberry was alive, they probably would have done the same thing, you know, with them. Probably, maybe, maybe not. You don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, like I said, though, I mean, he he was he he had a had multi multi tolerances, so I couldn't see him not going no I don't think that's a good idea and the reason why is this is this he'd probably be like alright you know and, and maybe you approved it and then like walked off on it but the thing is you don't know for sure right you don't know but that's why I'm saying like, I don't think I don't think George Takai just because you knew the man doesn't mean you could speak for the man yeah that's kind of like I kind of feel like he's overstepping his bounds it's like well because I knew him and you guys didn't therefore he wouldn't want this well how do you know that well because I worked with him yeah, but why didn't he make a gay character in the 60s? Well, because of the times. Well, now the times are defined. Like, 
Like, you had the first interracial kit. And, according to the Simon Pegg thing, one of the lowest rated episodes of the entire run at the time. Yeah. That that, so that nobody at that time, he still pushed that boundaries to go, look, I'm going to have that kiss regardless. No one watches it, fine, it's still there. So I don't, I don't, like, I think that if maybe if given time, like, fine, he was alive when they rebooted, um, when they did Next Generation. Yeah. No gay character. You know, there was no gay character in Deep Space Nine. No gay character in Voyager. Yeah, but, but but up until recently, I mean, that's the thing. That's what makes this really like the toughest conversation ever because, you know, you you got to figure what will air and what will not air, you know, kind of thing. Okay. And, then, and that was the thing. Like, I think for him having that interracial kiss when his ratings were probably going low, that's probably why he's going, let's put it in there. Like, you know what, let's – like, I now have the, the, the carte blanche to – do what I want because well, cause the show is a I, hit. I, I can do what I want. Right. Like it's, it's it, I, it, like, you probably has got the point where like some executive probably said, you know, if you don't do something else to spice the show, we're going to cancel you, you know, cause you're, you're always mm-hmm. getting, no matter what decade you're in. Sure. The guys in the suits are always going, uh, always. Yeah. This is, this is, this is what we need and to do right. and not to do. And he goes, well, there's nothing about international kiss in this, in this uh, contract. So let's put that in there. Where it's just like they probably had something about homosexuality being in there because back then they thought it was a, a choice than yeah. than you know than a, than being Maybe. who you are you know kind of thing. So them to them was like we don't have any gay characters in that time. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, a lot of the gay people played straight. Well, for decades, for, for decades, yeah. because that's the only roles they would get. That's right. the only they, they could get. You know, the in the closet of Hollywood. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I would say like within the, like the 10, 15, 20 years, maybe they've been more common coming outwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they like, well, like, let's look at... Um, uh, I mean, there's because there's a lot of fan fiction out there. There's a lot of fan movies that are made from Star Trek that has a lot of homosexuality Well, sure, but I, but I was thinking, like, like, look at an actor like Neil Patrick Harris, mm-hmm. who predominantly played a straight man. He played a straight man in, in the entire run of How I Met Your Mother, Came out halfway through that run and never, never changed his storyline about it. Mm-hmm. They kept going, and he, you know, he was brilliant in that show. You know, now you know because he came out, he has more opportunities. He can do more. I, I don't know. Just saying that him being coming out of the closet opened up the doors, but I think that you know him coming out and still showing that it didn't affect his acting skills. I think made it easier for other people to come out, like the kid who plays um, um, Roy Harper in Arrow mm-hmm. Colton Hayes came out nothing really came out kind of felt like he was kind of drug out in a way yeah and it felt like it was like well, who cares like everyone was like well, who cares at this point now in our generation it shouldn't matter who cares if the guy's gay is an act if if he's gay in real life that's got nothing to do with who he is on screen mm-hmm. you know in fact it might make more people like him or bring it in part of bring it in as part of the show like people I think are more tolerant to these ideas right. where in the 60s they weren't and, yes. and so maybe you're right maybe Gene Roddenberry never had those those opportunity because of the intolerance of the time but such, which I think I think if, if he was alive today like I don't think this would be a problem at all I don't, I don't think, think this would be, would be an issue I, I, think, I think I think Roddenberry would be like yeah sure why not yeah. like or 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 okay, he might be like, oh, well, maybe you should make a new character right. but you would sit down and go okay but you do realize that by introducing a new character into the series they're not going to have the respect or the iconic statue that you would hope they would in this time because they're just going to be like, oh, he's 
we live in a more now this is coming from me what I'm about to say uh-huh. we live in a more cynical age now than ever yeah so that no matter look you got an all female Ghostbusters cast that nobody is like why are you doing that it's not needed but alright go ahead and do it anyway right you know but then turn around and go well here's the sassy black woman in the movie you're like oh you know when they do when they casted Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm there's a lot of people up in arms but then you saw the movie, you go, oh, my God, he was the best thing of that shitty movie. movie right. You know, so it's kind of like I think that if you, again, if you, like, no one's going to care that Sulu's gay because he's already established. It's it's like if if they went to Luke and said, hey, we're going to make Luke Skywalker gay in episode eight. Are you okay with that? And he goes, yeah, sure. You know, you never saw Luke in a relationship with anybody. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know that, Apparently, he's only he, into his sister, right? <laughs> he was way into his sister, way too much in the beginning. But you never saw any kind of romantic interest. So if they wanted to make Luke Skywalker gay, I'd be like, really? Now you're doing it? But yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Fine, whatever. I right. mean, I wouldn't be like, it, there is that double edged sword again of like, okay, well, you're just making him gay to make him gay. Well, that's the thing too. I mean, that's that's. I think if I think you're going to have this problem whether you created a new character. Or had to lose gay. I think people are just gonna go. Oh, I think you just want to get the gay community involved in this movie, you know, to bring more people into enjoying sci-fi. Yeah, and and it doesn't matter if it's Sulu or if it's a new character. I just feel that, like, if we wrote something, like, say, like, the two of us wrote a movie, and in like fifty years from now, we're not around because we passed away because of our health, (laughs) right? The way the way our fatty bodies (laughs) work. (laughs) Hey, two fat fucks made a movie that went so well. We're remaking it. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then they made a character gay, and you'd be like, "Well, you know what? I never saw it that way." Even at the time of now being politically correct with every trying right. to be politically correct everything because of this reason. That this is the reason why, and that got washed away because we never really discussed it openly because nobody ever asked us that question. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You that's know. that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 I feel that like people are speaking for both sides are speaking for Gene Roddenberry. What it's just like. If Gene Roddenberry was here, he would tell you the story. I don't think I think you should leave Gene Roddenberry out of this. Well, yeah, but and that's see, what kind of bothers me about the, the whole thing. The thing is, you leave Gene Roddenberry out of it because he's not around. So yeah. then, what you do with that character is your decision. Like if we were to do that character, I would be fine. You know what? Go ahead. I'm dead. What do I care? Like that's kind of my thing. Like if we do all these shows, I'm we're gonna die. Mm. These shows will still be around. If my nephew decides to redo these shows in, you know, squeaky voices, I'd be like, I'm dead. I can't say no. Just go ahead. You know? Like, go ahead. I mean, look, they're here. If, you know, like, look, if people enjoy it, good for you. But just do me a favor. Make sure you kind of acknowledge the fact of where you got it, where it came from. So maybe those people might want to go back and listen to the actual stuff. (laughs) So... Like I, I think that maybe it's more of an opinion on, on on how we believe we want to leave our legacy. Mm. Because as me as the legacy is the idea like Don't make me squeal. <laughs> oh. You know. Like if we create a cast of characters and they're beloved and they're they they you want them to go they you want them to be timeless. Mm. But in order for them to be timeless, you have to change with the times. You know? And it's kind of difficult to do if you're gonna be rigid about their sexual orientation or their, you know, their gender. Like, they could have made Kirk a woman. 
that could have made Spock a female. I mean, they did for, you know, Enterprise, yeah. you know, basically, in a way. Yeah. But, you know, in order for something to last for 50 years, you can't just do it on nostalgia. You have to kind of be able to create and and play in that world. And, you know, when they rebooted the movies, you figured, oh, my God, what are they going to do? But they were smart, and they split it into two different ca- in two different universes. Right. You know, so you're like, oh, okay, well, if I don't want Sue to be gay, I'll just go back and watch the Undiscovered Country. You know, like, I, you know, <laughs> I'll just go watch the old stuff. You know? <laughs> what a pick out of all of that one. <laughs> well, that, well he's, he's the captain of his own ship in that one. That's right. Uh, see? Uh, right now, take my geek card back. Thank you. <laughs> and like I said, I mean, just because it's traditionally given that way doesn't necessarily mean it has to be right. I mean, traditionally, you stoned witches. You know, yeah. Uh, you know. Well, for me, it's 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 one of those type of things that you know, like like when I first read it, I'm like, after 50 years, really now, like you're doing this, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, whatever, you know, okay, you know, I'm like, I'm sure they're gonna write it well because you know you've you've got Simon Pegg writing one of the three writers writing yeah. it, so you know you're gonna have somewhat of a, an intelligible way of 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 putting yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so you, you don't have to worry about it. So, like, it didn't really affect yeah, me. I don't think. It, but then when you see George Takei going, well, I don't think it's right because, you know, you're you're messing with Gene Roddenberry's work who, you know, and it's like, you know what? You kind of think, oh, well, wait a minute. You know, like, that's not like. Right. But see, but this is where, again, it goes to the, the hypocritical nature of George is because he's the first one to sit there and go to, to slam Trump for wanting to, you know, have a better screening process for immigrants. Because he was in an internment camp when he was younger. Right. But then turn around and go, we don't want those traditions because look what happens to those. But then all of a sudden, don't don't make a character gay because traditionally he hasn't been gay. Mm. It's like, well, what's the difference there? Because you knew the person, you didn't know him when you were in an internment camp, so you know what you personally felt. So, like, I don't, like, I kind of, it's, it's almost like you're kind of going, uh, you I, I mean, I understand what he's saying. I do. But I also think, too, that if you want the movies to, like, because Chris Pine, because he also had an opinion that, uh, it's, you know, that Chris Pine said that you couldn't get away with Star Trek today if you used the stuff from the old days. He said, you can't make a cerebral Star Trek movie anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't. Because we live, in a, we live in a world where action sells. So, and George Skyward made it, you know, obviously, because it's funny. You always hear from him. You never hear from everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't Shatner. Of all people you'd think would be like, I think it's a bad idea. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you kind of, you kind of. There's only the, three of them, left, four of them left, right? Well, there's Ahura, yeah. Chekhov, yeah. Um, Sulu, and, and Shatner. And Shatner. Yeah. I mean, you probably could get with, uh, I mean, is Roddenberry's wife still alive? No, she passed away. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So you got those four, but you have, Michelle Nichols hasn't said anything. No one's asking her opinion. <laughs> Shatner, who has had opinion on everything, hasn't come out going. I need to be heard because if George's getting press, I need to get the press. Like he would just be like, I don't care if 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 this gets me back into the fold, I could be Sulu's lover. Like <laughs> you know, I I want to be in the next film. I, make me Sulu's husband. You know, or at least name the kid Bill, (laughs) (laughs) or Tiberius. (laughs) You know, it's it's a it's a you know, 
Like, it's just it's a shame. I mean, I guess it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be there on the screen. I, I honestly don't think it's going to be... Because my biggest, my biggest problem with this movie like is the you fact... You do feel like there's a problem here that my, you're not opening my, your my, mouth about. My, my biggest problem is that they're going to blow up the ship again. I mean, like, how, I, many, how many enterprises do they go through? I mean, you know the cost of this? You know the expense of this stuff? I mean, this, this ain't like, oh, there's another ship over in Docking Bay 4. Well, like, like, let's go over there and get the next... Just put Enterprise on it, and there you go, guys. <laughs> you know, don't give at least give me two hours before you blow up the ship. Well, I mean, this looks like it's going to be blown up in probably like 20 minutes before... Oh, it looks like it's going to be like the opening credits. Like, yeah. hey, everybody, Star Wars. Oh, shit, the ship went down. Like, <laughs> um, it'll probably be like the whole... So you mean Star Trek? Yeah, sorry. Did I say Star Wars? <laughs> and Zeke! <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Well, yeah, but okay, well, I'll hold on. You put it right there in the center of the table because this is what I would do. Notice the parallels. In the second movie, you had the con. In the third movie, you had the destruction of the Enterprise in the third movie. Yeah. You know, in the search for Spock. You know, the ship, boom, blew yeah. up. So, who knows? Star Trek. Shatner never, Shatner never went through this much damage on the Enterprise as these guys had. He had his own ship blow up, too. I think twice, if I remember correctly. <laughs> You know, but look at it this way. On in the, the movies, in but, the show, boy. he went for three years. Not a scratch. <laughs> Not a scratch. But look at it this way. The best thing I about... I just got it painted. <laughs> but the best thing about... If they're doing these things like... I want of, a hot wax. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You figure... If you... <laughs> if you figure Star Trek Four, the next one coming out, they're going to go back in time. You think so? Uh, I think so. I think. I think. <laughs> I, I think so. I think. I, I think, think they painted themselves in the corner. I think. Well, I think in the first episode was now uh, the first episode, the first movie. <laughs> it was a relaunching of the of the franchise mm. in a way. So you get to make it more actiony, packy, boom, 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 boom. There's some little humor in it. You go, all right, it's kind of good because I still love that first one. I could pop that in any time. Mm. The second one, you're gonna if you're gonna you gotta do con. Mm. Okay, now. Third movie won't be a Genesis thing, obviously, but it looks like, oh, you know, what, what was the big thing in uh, the search for Spock? Didn't they destroy the Enterprise? Yeah, they did. Let's do that in our movie. You know, like as, like as an homage, kind of like they're going to, what would that mean? Fourth movie, back in time. Got to go back in time. <laughs> I'm still going to hold the car. Uh-huh. <laughs> Because <laughs> now we got to wait for four to come out. This is this is <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Four. Time Bandits. Because <laughs> eventually every series has gone back in time. Yeah, you know the original cast, Next Generation cast, Deep Space Nine has done it. Yep. Yeah, um, Voyager has gone back in time. I think at least once. Did they? I probably Enterprise did it all the time. That <laughs> show that went shit. Where the show's found we do it. Everyone seems like time travel. I got an idea. <laughs> every show time travel. Brilliant. We won't do it every episode, but like in this episode, they'll be back in this time, and we'll do a couple hour. We'll do a couple episodes, and then boom, no time. <laughs> Wasn't that guy on Quantum, Quantum Leap the captain? Yeah, he'll be used to it. Let's yeah, do it. He'll be fine with it. Just make every once in a while, just make him go. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of every episode, he ends it with "Oh boy, <laughs> well, brilliant!" I mean, right to top to, to kind of wrap up the conversation. I would say, like, I'm glad they're putting they're being more diverse in their characters. You know, as far as you're learning a little bit more about their backgrounds, they're not just just faces on a screen. You're going to get to learn their who they are. Um, 
you know, I'm glad they're doing it to uh, an established character. Oh, man. I'm glad they're doing it to an established character personally because I'm like, I, I kind of see where they're going with it. All right, you know what? It makes it, it makes it an easier pill to swallow when you go, that guy I like, oh, man, I didn't know he was gay. Oh, it's okay, he's cool. Rather than the, oh, man, they, of course they got to throw a gay character in here. You know, just to satisfy the PC. If they really want to do it, they should make him a Muslim gay person. You know, uh, you know. I think I think the, the the biggest problem I have with this is the fact that they're getting so much press on this. They're, yeah. They're, I think it's just, just ran the movie and people would have experienced it on their own. Because I think... I don't think gay people are not watching Star Trek. I think gay people are watching Star Trek. Like sure, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think everybody's, Trek, it's for Star everybody. Star Trek appeals on across all nation, so nationalities, all sexual orientation. So I don't think, I don't think you have to have this kind of press for this movie to I do this. C- I completely agree. I don't know where the problem started. That's kind of like who was the first guy, like were they doing reviews and someone, hey, guess what? Sulu's gay. <laughs> and then... Let's go get let's get George K's point opinion on this. Hey George, guess what they did to your character? They make it gay. How cool is that? Oh my, I don't believe that's right. I knew George. He would never have wanted it that way. They should create a new character. Gene. Gene, George. Gene, George. <laughs> Just lighted him in flames. The the, the lighters <laughs> under the card now. No. I'll get it back somehow. <laughs> they usually do. I pull like a huh? <laughs> I just think I just you know it, you're right. It, it's this should not be the kind of article that should be the focus of pr- the promotion of the new movie. Yeah, it shouldn't even be a discussion. It should be just like hey, I'd be like, oh, he's gay. All right, you yeah. know, like, and that's it. And then walked away with it. And, and again, that's why I blame I blame George. I blame George for this because he could have just. Went, I blame John Cho because he started it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he's the one that made the announcement first. Oh, okay. And then everybody went. Oh, well, let's get George Takai's, you know, thing. let's run over to him and say, and he's like, oh my, he's gay? <laughs> I didn't know. Oh. Ooh. If I knew that, <laughs> I would have gotten more money. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems like, I guess, blame Jim. I guess, I guess now, right now, he's kind of going home going, fuck, I just wanted to say how proud I was of my character. And, you know, he's, he's, an, he's a, what do you call it, a minority Who's also who's got a different sexual orientation? Like, there's so much to be like, that's awesome, and then to have it yanked out from underneath you by the guy who established the character that you are now portraying in the movies. It's, it's got to be a gut punch or something. It's sort. it's like it's like running a race and going, I'm gonna beat everybody here, yeah. you know, and then be like, oh yeah, well, what do you think, uh, Usain Bolt? Well, I don't think that's gonna happen today because I'm running with him, you know, like. And it's just this whole back and forth thing, yeah. and you go, why just run the race first and then see what happens? Like, like yeah. let's just go with it and let it go. Why, why make a, why make a press out of this? Why make a big deal out of this? Because it's well, like, I like, think that's that's the media. I mean, I think that if if it wasn't for the fact that I think I didn't know that uh, John Chow Cho Cho, I don't, I didn't know he made the flicker flicker. <laughs> I didn't know that he made the original announcement. Yeah kind of makes me go like okay like i said it's kind of like saying hey i'm gonna i just i just beat the champ and then the champ like then the champ before the other champ walks over and goes yeah but i did it for you know no you didn't win you lost yeah but what huh but i like i just kind of feel bad it's like oh you know there he is just just, 
just put it out there. Just don't 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 publicize it. Just put it out there, and people let them make their own minds up. Don't don't let the press, you know, put it out there, yeah. and then and then you know, hopefully getting some more whatever out of it, and then uh, and it's just like I think it tarnishes the name of Star Trek. This kind of stuff. Not the fact that the character is being gay. I have no problems with that. The fact that that if you're gonna kind of publicize eh. it beforehand. Yeah, all right. I mean, I, I, I can get to that point, sure. I mean, make it make it more acceptable by just having it. Yeah, instead, I, of, instead of instead of sensationalizing it. Yeah, but see, the problem is, I don't think Chow Chow was was doing it for sensationalism. I think he was doing it from from a good perspective. I think he was like, "Hey, look, I'm sure he had good intentions I, in I, mind I when he did it. His his it was really good intentions, and in the normal circumstances, I think that it would have been like, "Oh my god, that's pretty awesome." But then it got tainted when you go to the guy who who established that that character, and he goes, "I don't think that's a good idea." You're like, "What? what the- Aren't you like the 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 head homo in charge? <laughs> like, <laughs> like people kind of come to you whenever there's a gay." <laughs> <laughs> like, aren't you the kids right now in shock? I used it, you know. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to say something bad, but I don't mean that in a horrible way. No, you know, like, not, you know, not obviously like, not. Are you the head homosexual in charge? How's that? Is that better? <laughs> you know, I use the full term instead of trying to go for the, the shortened version. You know, like he seems to be like this this voice, this 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 icon of his whole life and how he's lived his life and then you kind of go it's like dude how awesome is this and he goes yeah I think it sucks and you're like oh fuck well you think that's the thing like like do you think George Decay did this because he's going to get more press like who like who if you're going to get an agreeable person to do this like you know like like go oh yeah I think it's fine like it's not much news but like George Takei goes I don't I don't think George Gene Roddenberry wanted it that way I think this is you should create another character and then all of a sudden oh my god let's get Simon Pegg's re- you know reaction let's get uh, well I I don't think it was was planned I do think like I think Chow Cho was coming from a a, a good I'm place come from a good place he was and just I trying think to that Takei's point while valid kind of hurts kind of tarnishes the idea of Star Trek mm-hmm. because he's the guy who helped pave the way for 50 years of these iconic characters who in the 60s preached about you know they were the front runners of, of, of mainstream society of like a reflection of the times and then to have a guy who was a pioneer from that going yeah you know what I think you guys should have just made a new character you're just like Whoa. Like it just—it's got to be like you're—you're—you're you're, you're kidding, right? Like, well, know? just like it, to me, it was like I just saw the other day. It was a Big Bang Theory where where, where uh, uh, Wallowitz was having a fantasy with Battlestar Galactic is uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> Katie, uh, Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, oh, God, and then and then so of sexy. course of course then George Jakai appears, right? And and the two of them have this little conversation. They're talking about like so, so, Katie's like so like do you get sick of the the uh, uh, all the the press from Star Trek, and he goes, "I've done other things, but they only want war- like of course laid in, Captain, right. and they go nuts for it." And it like to me, like that, I don't think it was like a real like not, like like I don't think that was written for him. <laughs> like like I think that's the way he is. Sometimes it's just like you want to talk about Star Trek again. Like yeah, I've probably. done other things. Probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's it's a ultimately, I'm still seeing the movie. 
I don't yeah, care. It's, it's not going to change my opinion at all. It's not going to change my opinion of the character playing of ca- the character of Sulu. It's not going to change me not buying a ticket. It's it's it's. I'm like, okay, fine, I'm in. I'll, let's, I'll go where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's just a brief moment, it's a brief moment. If it's not going to be a plot line of the entire movie, unless unless Sulu's husband happens to be on a planet that gets endangered, all right, you know what? I might have a little problem with that. Like, you know, only because it's like now it's like, hey, now he knows your character gay, and we just told you he's gay in this movie, and now look, his husband's in trouble. We have to save his husband. Like, that to me seems a little pigeonholed. <laughs> <laughs> Sulu's husband's actually the, the antagonist of the film. He's the bad guy. He's that's, the, he's, he I'm, turns into that weird-looking alien. That's why you have the line, this is where the frontier pushes back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think on that note, we should wrap it up. Right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. If you, uh, have a, um, if you have an opinion, let us know. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> let it snow. Um, let it snow. Let it no. Let it make it so. Make it so. There we go. <laughs> um, if you want to catch the show live, you can on Sunday nights from six to nine thirty. Well, six to. <sighs> let me start over again. Yes. Thank you once again for listening. Not like Ed's going to edit this out anyway. Right. Um, you can catch the show live on Sunday nights starting at six p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, or you know, weigh in on the controversial attitude of you know of what's going on with it, if you have an opinion and you want to let Ed know, send it to Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can send your opinion, or just want to say hello to Sean, you can send it to Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.